Amen. Let's get in the word this morning. Man, I'm so excited about this, and, and I, I'd like to say I'm wrapping up, wrapping up this series, this 11-week series, this 11-week journey we've been on, on overcoming. And really, it's, it's more than 11 weeks because this year the Lord told me, out of Dr. Savell, our founding pastor's word, a year of marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God, the Lord spoke to me as your pastor, is, is that this would be a year marked by great victories. You say, well, pastor, I haven't seen great victories yet. Well, I want to encourage you, the year isn't over. And our, our, our motto here as a church is, is if we don't quit, we win. Right? We, you know, our, our, our motto is, is 1 John chapter 5, 4, is, is that, that our faith is what overcomes the world. That, that's the victory that we have. Amen? And, I, and I'll tell you, you know, I, I, want to, I just want to just share a testimony with Jim and Margie. Their, their son is stationed and works over in the Midland area. And I don't know, you, you might have seen, if you haven't, you, you will. I mean, you saw what happened in Midland yesterday. And, and their son, that's where their son was. And their son was supposed to be in that area um, going to a theater. And in the last minute, his Jamie's boss called him and said, Hey, I think you should come to my house instead. And, and so he said, Sure. And so instead of going to where he thought he was going to be, where, where all the shooting took place, he, the Lord directed his steps somewhere else. So, so I thank God for, for, for his divine protection in those areas. So we rejoice with you and protection over Jamie and, and those things. But, but that's, that's, that, that's in these last days, that's how we need to live. We need to live sensitive to the being, always being in the right place at the right time. Amen. In the right place at the right time. Make that a, a prayer that you declare over your life, over your family, that I'm always in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, reaching the right people, right? But we, this, we're all about making winners in life, and that's what we desire for each one of you. And, and, and as we talk about this overcome, there's some things that will put in my heart, and it really ties in really with what, what Eric shared about that God's desire is for you to be whole. And, and, and we've been looking through just all aspects of overcoming and how we overcome by the blood of the lamb. And that all has to do with covenant. And we dealt with that. And, and we talked about a number of weeks, Romans chapter 8, where the Apostle Paul talked about that, that we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. And it said he's persuaded that nothing shall separate him from the love of Christ. He was persuaded that nothing could separate him. He realized that I am more than a conqueror, right? I'm more than a conqueror. I have a decisive victory. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm a super champion through him who loves me. And so he realized that, that this aspect, that, that the, the source, that, that God was his source, and that source was his place of victory, that, that, that God is my source of victory. He is more than a conqueror what through him. He's more than a conqueror through the source that loves me. So Paul realized his source of victory was him. That our victory is based in him. It's not how strong we can be. It's not about how, 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 what we can do in ourselves. It's not about how many scriptures we can memorize. It's, it, it's, it's all about being in him. And if you have your Bibles, let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 4. And I started here last week and I want to pick up here. And so we can um, 
just establish the framework for this morning. You know, because Paul, he, not only did he preach the word, but he preached, he lived what he preached. And he preached what he lived. And so the, that whole aspect of I'm more than a conqueror than him who loves me. And I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor things present, nor things to come can separate me from the love of Christ, my source. So Paul had to realize there was things in his present that may deter deter him from his future. And we see here in 2 Timothy 4 that he was on trial and he's really facing life or death. But nothing can separate me from the love of Christ. And he said, on trial, he said, no one stood with me, but everyone forsook me. Verse 17 says, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me. Meaning all these people forsook me, but the Lord stood with me. And the word stood there means to stand by to help or bring support. The Lord stood with me and he strengthened me. The Lord, the word strengthened means to provide ability. So the Lord was my help and he provided my ability. So, so where Paul was, he goes, no one stood with me. Everyone forsook me. But in that moment, in this season, the Lord, my source is my support. And he's also the one that's giving me the ability. Then let's go to verse 18. And the Lord shall deliver me. And the word deliver means to draw to oneself. It's not just take me out of a place, but it's to draw me to himself. It's not just deliver me out of bondage, but to draw him to himself. You you didn't get born again just so you could say you're going to heaven one day. You got born again. Why? Because God's desire was to draw you to himself. It was into a relationship with him. It wasn't just to just have a notch on your belt saying I'm saved now, but it was to draw him to himself. So he delivered you from every evil work. Deliver you from every evil work. Now, this evil work. We can think, let's put it this way. We don't fight, we fight principalities, not personalities. But understanding Most of the attacks and the things we face in this world are going to come through a personality. It may, you know, that's why Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Meaning they didn't know who was causing them to make the decisions they were doing. And the people that might be hurting you or things that happened to you in your past or how you were raised and things that people did to you, that wasn't, that wasn't God doing it. It was the principalities behind personalities that were causing people to do things they, they shouldn't be doing. Principalities are, are what rule nations and cause strongholds in nations. And, and so here, this word, every evil work, is not some like, ooh, it's evil. It's not like some sort of unforeseen force here. But what Paul is saying here with every evil work, he's saying, I'm going to deliver you from what other people did to you. I, I defined it like this. The wrong committed against me. See, that evil work there, if you look it up in the Greek, actually it has that phrase, the wrong that was committed against me. 
So he, God is going to draw me to himself from the wrong that was committed against me. Now, let me see a show of hands. How many people you can say you've been wronged in here? You know, like, we all, we all been wronged. But the issue with it, what I, we need to deal with this morning is some people are still in their wrong, wronged. <laughs> you know, the, Paul said, it's in him I live and have my being. And it says, even as our poets have said, and we dealt with this last week, our poets have said. So Paul's revelation says, it's in him I live and move. My source, it's in my source I live and move and have my being, as the poets have said. Well, he's, who's he referring to? He's, writing, he's referring to the Psalms. And we saw that last week in Psalms 9-6. That's what, that's what the Apostle Paul's referring to. Let's go to First Chronicles 29. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, help me deliver this, Father. Are your hearts open this morning? Hallelujah. So remember, in him I live and move and have my being, as our poets have said. Now, First Chronicles 29, this is a poet talking, our psalmist talking. It's David speaking. Now, let's, what, he, what does he say here, starting verse 10? We're just reading the King James. It says, Wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation. And David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. Now think about it. Thine, O Lord, remember, in him I live and move and have my being. In him. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. And in your hand is power and might, and in your hand is to make great and to give strength unto all. Can, so can we give him praise this morning for that? See, the poet, the poet is saying it's in his hand. It's in, it's in your hand, God. It's in your hand, God, that, that there's power and might. It's in your hand that I'm made great. It's in your hand that you give me strength. What did Paul say? The Lord, he, the Lord stood by me and he strengthened me. David is declaring his revelation of who his Savior is. He's declaring his revelation of who God is. And the next verse says this. Now, therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. Wow. Because of all these things, because your hand gives us might, your hand gives me strength. Now, therefore, we praise your glorious name. Now, this praise your glorious name, what is that referring to? When you praise a glorious name, it's not just to praise it's, it's your t- declaring character. When, when anytime you see the word name in the Old Testament, it's referring to the character of someone. The character of something. You know, you know praise. So, so, Dave, so David is saying, we're going to talk about. 
I'm going to lift up his character. I'm going to lift up his nature. Amen? So what was some of the nature that this psalmist, this king, this shepherd boy, what was maybe some things that he would praise and talk about this glorious name? What, but maybe what are some things that he would have declared? Let's go to Psalms 23. Psalms 23. Are your hearts open this morning? Hallelujah. Psalms 23. Verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. Maybe when he praised his glorious name that day in front of all Israel, maybe he praised him as a shepherd. Lord, you are my shepherd. Maybe, maybe that could have been the first thing that came out of his mouth when he started praising his glorious name. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I have no deficiencies. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I don't lack anything. Because the Lord is my shepherd, he meets me where I'm at. Because the Lord is my shepherd, when I was without, he caused me to have. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. This shepherd makes me lie down in green pastures. This shepherd leads me beside still waters. In verse 3, he. He who? The shepherd. The shepherd. This shepherd, he restores my soul. If we're going to overcome in life, and we're going to fulfill our purpose in life, this is something the Lord really put in strong in my heart this week. Is we need to allow him to restore our soul. There's a lot of people who get born again and get saved. But yet never allowing the word or the spirit. See, when you got born again, your soul didn't get saved. Your spirit was made a new creation. But yet the moment you got born again, you still, you, you still think, you, you still could have a tendency to think like you used to think. But now you have a helper on the inside of you that is directing you. Now, don't do that anymore. Live this way. Do, don't do that. But yet up here, your mind, your will, and your emotions, they, they, they may not have changed. Or have cha- only changed to a certain degree. He wants to restore, this shepherd wants to restore your soul. You know, I, I've, seen, I've seen it throughout. Can you turn me down a little bit? I'm, I really feel like I'm really loud. You know, I've seen it in 26 years of being born again. And, and I faced it in my life. I've, I've sat where you sat. I've, I, I've, I, I've sat there and I hear the minister speaking. I hear what, what the pastor's saying. I hear what's going on. And, 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 I, and I agree with it. And I agree with it. And I yes. But yet when I leave and I go back home and I lay my head down at night, the enemy will come with this thing. And, and I feel like and I sense that how come I'm still dealing with that? 
How come I haven't? How can, how come I'm still dealing with those same thoughts? How come I'm still angry over what they said? How come what they said is still affecting me? How come that is still, I'm, I'm still have those things weighing heavy on my heart when the, when that voice or the enemy comes to me and reminds me of those things. You see, the shepherd wants to restore your soul. I believe a lot of people have not been victorious in life because their soul is keeping them bound and broken. He wants to restore the soul. You see, the Apostle Paul said, he draws me to himself and he delivers me from every evil work. Meaning he sets me free from anything, anyone that's committed wrong against me. You know what? And we can be justified in our hurt. We could be justified in those things. You know, Jesus could be justified in his hurt. Paul could be justified in his hurt. Stephen could be justified in his hurt. But yet he still had to stand up and say, I forgive them for they know not what they do. See, he's a shepherd. And part of this role as a shepherd is he wants to restore your soul. He wants to restore your soul. Let's go to Psalms 147. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Psalms 147. Verse 1. Thank you, Father. It says, Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God. For it is pleasant and praise is comely. The Lord does build up Jerusalem. And that word build up there means to rebuild. It doesn't mean to build from the first time. It means to rebuild, meaning, meaning it, something needed to be restored. And there's times in our lives that, that we have to understand that, that God wants to restore our lives, wants to restore our hearts, wants to restore our soul, restore our emotions, restore us from the inside out. It says he rebuilds the walls, builds up the walls of Jerusalem. It says, and he gathers together the outcasts of Israel. He gathers the outcasts. If you were an outcast, do you think you might have been through some difficult things? Now, I think of David in Psalms, 1, Psalms 55, and he talks about how the noise of the enemy came against him. And he just wanted to escape. He just wanted to get away. And, and, and he comes down to Psalm, in Psalms 55, and he says, he goes, he said, if it was someone I didn't know, it probably wouldn't have bothered me. He said, but it was someone I walked hand in hand with to the house of God. You see, you're not going to be hurt by someone you don't know. You know, if, if, if you don't know someone and they, they offend you, you're kind of like, who cares? I don't care. If, if you're never going to see them again, you're like, I don't care. I don't, I'm never going to see. But see, Paul said it was a man, my equal. You see, the enemy is going to use relationships around you. He's going to use circumstances. He's going to use situations. He's going to, he can use parents. He can use, he can use spouses to, to do certain things that all of a sudden cause you to go inward 
And yet you can come to church and have a smile on your face, but yet on the inside, your soul is needing to be restored. He restores my soul. He gathered the outcasts of Israel. And what did he do with those he gathered? Verse 3, he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. God wants us to win. God wants us to overcome. God wants to fulfill our purpose. But if we're going to fulfill our purpose, we have to come to a place where we allow him to heal our hearts. We allow him to touch places in our hearts that we don't let anyone else know about. Areas of our heart that we refuse to allow anyone else to tend to. We need to allow God to come in and touch those places of our heart. Why? Because God wants us totally whole. Totally whole. Spirit, soul, and body. Just as Eric was talking about, he died for it. He nailed everything to the cross. Not so you could just go through and say, I'm going to heaven one day, but yet laying your head down at night being tormented. Being tormented. And, and, and I've seen this even in, in relationships. I, I, I've just, I haven't let it, didn't let it know. Annette, I didn't know I was going to share this, so Annette, I apologize. <laughs> but... I, just, I mean, it's nothing, but it's when we first got together, we had both been through, you know, situations with in previous marriages. And um, that's a long story. don't need to explain that right now. But but, you, you know, in relationships, your your heart can it can no matter what happened and what the situation was, it can it can mess with your heart and it can it can it can place things in in your heart that that then all of a sudden you 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 don't want that you won't let anyone else do kind of like hidden vows. You know, I'm never going to let anyone do that to me. I'm never going to let anyone do that. I'm never going to let a man, never going to let a woman do those things. And you can make these hidden vows and, and things. And it could be from parents. It could be from loved ones. It could be from someone you didn't even know. And so when Annette and I got together, you know, God brought us together. God restored our lives. And, and, and yet, but there was some things in her and there was things in me that when she did certain things or said certain things, it wasn't necessarily in a negative way, but all of a sudden I went back and reverted to, to, oh, wait a minute, how I felt years back. And I was like, where's that coming from? And, and that's thing you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm reading into things that she's not doing and vice versa. And so what, why? Because there was some areas of our soul that we needed to allow God to deal with that, that, that I've restored you. And not only did I restore you, but I, I've restored your heart. But yet the enemy will run or remind you of things and bring those things back and say, see, see, see. And the next thing you know, it affects your current relationships and it affects your future relationships. It will affect you getting involved in a church. It will affect you getting involved in other relationships. It will affect you in giving. It will affect you in how you work. It, it will cause cycles of the defeat in your life. All because God wants to minister to your soul. We talk about physical healing so often. And, 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 and we believe in physical healing. But you know what? We need to also just as much a miracle as someone getting healed from their past. To where their past and what someone did to them, what someone said to them, what a leader said to them, what, what a church did to them. All of a sudden where those things no longer be marks of hesitation in their life. Our, our heart needs to be healed. And, you know, and I'm, I'm, I appreciate testimonies on how people got through things. But I also know 
that when people are calling it a testimony but still not free. You know, it's like if someone someone hurts skins their knee, or child skins their knee and 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 they see that and and also they want to come and show you show you their knee. Look, look, Dwayne, look. Do you do you see that? And they start picking at it. You see, do you see that? And they pull it apart and they, they're doing everything. So look, did you see that? And, and, and that's what, but that's what we do. We, we, sometimes people call it a testimony, but really they just like rehearsing it. They like rehearse. They just want to pull that scab open. And, and, and the thing is, is I can tell because I can tell when they're telling it, it, they're not free because how it affects them emotionally. And it brings sadness, not victory. If you're free from something, when you declare your testimony, it's going to bring an anointing to set someone else free. But all of a sudden, it's all, all of a sudden it causes someone to feel sorry for you. And all of a sudden, and you, and it starts to affect your emotions. You're not free yet. And you're just, you're just pulling that scab open. Pulling that scab open, pulling that scab open. And you know, the more you pull that scab open, the more and more it won't heal. The more and more it won't heal. The more and more it won't heal. And we do, and we, we do it not even knowing we do it because the enemy has, has caused us to think that it's okay to think this way. When all the while God is wanting to do what? Draw us to himself, to the source that's going to bring freedom from our past. Freedom in our present. To take us to victory in our future. To heal our hearts. He heals the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds. Go back to Psalms 30, 23. Psalms 23. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. There's so much in this, this chapter. For the sake of time, let's just look at five, verse five. Thou, who's thou? The shepherd. He's the one that restores the soul, right? Well, also it says, thou prepares a table before me. He prepares, he makes ready a table. See that there's a spot at his table for you. See, at this table, George, this table is a place of freedom. At his table, the shepherd prepares me a table, prepares for me, prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And the word enemy here is, means to be bound or to be pressed. So you could read it this way. The shepherd prepares a table before me while I'm being bound and while I'm being pressed. Meaning right while I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing, he prepares a table. Meaning, meaning there, is, there is, if I'm going to go to his table, then there is always a place of freedom. And it doesn't matter what I'm experiencing and what I'm facing at the moment because why? It is in the presence of my enemy. So much more there, but I, I can't. He says, thou who, the shepherd, anoints my head with oil, my cup runs over. He anoints my head with oil, my cup runs over. See, the key 
And the freedom to a healed heart is the oil. It is the anointing. You know, there's nothing that can, there's nothing that can wipe away your past in the natural. But there's an anointing that can set you free from it. There's an anointing. See, when he binds up their wounds, it's not just wrapping it. But it's putting in the necessary balm, the necessary, the necessary antibiotic ointment that will restore it. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The, the spirit of the Lord, or you could say, it's the spirit of the shepherd. Because if the Lord is my shepherd, then the spirit of the shepherd... The spirit of the shepherd has anointed me, anointed me, empowered me to preach the gospel to the poor, Luke 4, 18, and to what? Heal the brokenhearted. So the same anointing that, that was to preach the gospel to the poor is the same anointing that was to heal the brokenhearted. So, so he, he heals, he anoints my head with oil, my cup runs over. Meaning our, he heals us, he anoints us to not only does it heal me, but all of a sudden now I have more than enough to set someone else free. I have more than enough to minister yoke destroying power of God to someone else to cause their soul to be healed. Their soul, because now I can go around and I can start by Binding up wounds with that same anointing, that same power, and that same ability. You see, people don't need your sympathy. They need your anointing that's going to bind up their wounds. They, they don't need you to, to get in there and talk about their spouse with you. That you need to get in there and take the anointing to bind up the brokenhearted. We don't know talk, we don't need to sit here and talk about how you were how how much you were abused in the past. It's okay to talk about it, but let's the anointing come in. Let's the anointing come. Not feel sorry for them, but let the anointing come in and let's minister the anointed word. Let's minister the present day ministry of Jesus into that wound, into it and let that soul get healed to where they go and they set other people free. See, overcoming is not just something we can shout about because I overcome by the blood of the lamb, but yet stand there with your soul broken. Stand there tormented. Stand there with insecurities. Stand there with hurt, stand there with anger in your heart towards God and towards other people. Man, I'm telling you, if we're going to overcome and step into the greater things that God has for us, is not God holding it back. It's allowing him in this word to transform us from the inside out and heal our soul, heal our hurts, heal our brokenness. Cassine, come on. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you for the word. I thank you that it's your word that heals us. He heals the brokenhearted. He heals the brokenhearted. <laughs> now, I believe when I got born again... 
I was made, I was made free. Who in the sun sets free is free indeed. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yeah, Isaiah 61. I don't think I need to go down that rabbit trail right now. Thank you, Father. 61 verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to, what, bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and have opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord... And the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. Thank you, Father. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. Who's Zion? That's us. See, that hurt is gonna, will cause you to mourn. What they did to you will cause you to mourn. What they said to you will cause you to mourn. Hear me. I'm not belittling what you've gone through or the hurt you've experienced, what other people did to you. Please. We've all all faced attacks. We've all faced what words people that have said that have lodged into our hearts. You know, let's say sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie. You know, hurt people hurt people. Most of the time when they say hurtful words to you, it's not because they're, it's because they're hurting. It's not, you know, it's not because it's the truth about you. It's, it's the truth about them. I, I had someone say to me one time as a, when I first started pastoring and they, some reason they, they thought that I was trying to be like Jerry Savelle and. And they said, and now now hear this. I just started a minute and this is, this is how the enemy works. He said, he goes, you're just a little man trying to preach in big man shoes. (laughs) You're a little man trying to preach in big man shoes. I mean, I'll say, I mean, as a pastor, I've, I've heard everything. Things that would just eat away at you to try try to doubt your ability, doubt your giftings, doubt your callings. Man. God just wants to, in the innermost part of your heart, and minister to you. He wants to minister to you. It says, He, he it says, He appoints unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. Meaning there's an oil available for your mourning. Not M-O-R-N-I-N-G, but mourning as in sorrow. There's an oil for the thing that torments you. There's an oil for the thing that angers you. There's an oil for the thing that, that, that reminds you of your past mistakes. There's an oil that's available. The oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified, that we would come from this place of being sorrowed, to come to this place from brokenness, to come to this place where we are trees of righteousness. 
where we're established upon something, where we're built upon something, that we don't shrink back in the day of adversity. We're not shrinking back in the day of of what someone said over us or what someone did to us, but we're standing in this place of righteousness that what? That he might be glorified. I'm telling you, God is going to get glory in my heart being healed. God is going to get glory in my soul being healed. God is going to get glory in the victory that I've experienced in my life. We overcome, not because of our ability, but because of the anointing that he has provided to not just make us new creations, but to set us free in our mind, in our will, in our emotions. Thank you, Father. Stand to your feet. You see, he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. It was a month or so ago, I had, a, I had an ingrown fingernail on my thumb and, you know, I was picking at it, picking at it, picking at it. You know, I was like, well, I'm going to just cut this thing out. Well, I cut it out and, and, and usually it's, I don't have to worry about it anymore. But this time it started getting worse and worse and worse. And all of a sudden it got like this big and I'm not, not it, it was too nasty to describe. I mean, painful. I, I mean, I couldn't. I mean, you never know how much you need your thumb until you need it. I couldn't button a shirt. I couldn't, I'm like, just because of a thumb. And, and so, but what happened was, is I had, I had put anointing on it. I had wrapped it, but yet there was something I didn't do. The thing I used to, to try to pick it out must've had something on it. And it caused something to get in it. Which caused an infection. There's a lot of times that we can be in church and we're in the presence of the anointing. But yet there's some obstructions to the anointing. You're like, is that possible? Well, I thought we're under grace. I thought we're, it just happened. If I just wanted to, it just happens. Well, for, for instance, thank you, Father. Jesus was ministering and said the power of the Lord was present to heal, but yet no one got healed. He was in his own hometown in Mark chapter six and, and said he was ministering in his own hometown. It said, it said that he could do no mighty work there because they were offended at him. The anointing was there. But yet they couldn't receive the anointing because there was something blocking the anointing from being received. In Matthew chapter five, he, he, Jesus is talking and he says, he says, when you come to the altar and you present your gift, he said, if you have all ought against anyone, he said, go and ask for, get forgiveness and make that right. Then return to the altar and present your gift. Mark chapter 11, he says, speak to the mountain and it would be removed. But what is that? He goes, but if you stand praying and you have unforgiveness in your heart. You see, there's things that can block that anointing. 
And you think, maybe the key to God healing your heart is forgiving the person that caused the wound. Maybe it's the offense that you hold towards that person or that thing towards God. Jesus told Jairus, he, he said, fear not only believe, maybe fear is blocking. Mark chapter 4 talks about how the, the word is sown and it says, but yet the cares of this life, the deceitfulness, riches, and the lust of other things come in and choke the word. Maybe, maybe your, your heart needs to be healed because you have a wrong perspective of the world and your relation to the world. Thank you, Father. Oh, Father, I thank you for healed hearts today. Healed hearts today. Hearts being healed. Hearts being healed. Hearts being made new. Hearts. Hearts healed. Hearts restored. You are a shepherd, Lord. And you restore our soul. You heal the brokenhearted and you bind up their wounds. I thank you for an anointing here today. A grace here today. To heal hearts. To heal souls. You're anointing healing every heart. You're anointing healing every heart. You're anointing healing every heart. Restoring every soul. Restoring every soul. Restoring every soul. Restoring every soul. Healed hearts, healed hearts, healed hearts, healed hearts, healed hearts, healed hearts. And you say, Pastor Justin, I'm here today and, and I need my heart healed. And as of right now, I don't sense laying hand on, hands on people individually, but I just want you to come up to the altar. I want you to come up to the altar today. Maybe you say, I need my heart restored today. I need my heart restored today. Just come to the altar. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. Just come now. Come now. Come quickly. Come quickly. You see, it's the anointing. It's the anointing. It's the anointing that restores hearts. It's the anointing that restores hearts. Just come to the altar. You don't need to line them up in a single line or anything like that. Just, just, just come to the, just come to the altar. Healing every heart in this place. Healing every heart in this place. Healing every heart. Thank you for the oil of joy for mourning. The oil of joy for mourning. We thank you for your oil. The anointing that breaks every yoke and removes every burden. We thank you for your oil. The oil of joy. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. If I have Thrive Root leaders, come in and, and just get behind some of, some of those here. Hallelujah. Rick and Eric and Nikki, just, just come up and stand behind them. Hallelujah. And pray for them and minister the anointing. And minister, minister healing to them. Hallelujah. Minister the balm. Minister that anointing. Lord, you're our shepherd in healing hearts today. Every heart made new. Every heart set free. Every heart, every heart. Thank you, Father. Healed hearts, healed hearts, healed hearts, healed hearts. You're faithful, you're faithful, you're faithful. Come in behind them and pray for some of those. Hallelujah. Tanya and Ryan, if you could come up and just pray, lay for hands on people. Jim and Marge, if you could come up and pray if there's anyone. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, hearts healed, hearts healed. Thank you, Father. You are faithful. 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 Freedom, freedom, freedom. 
Hallelujah. Place the hand on the person on your left and your right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And just pray over them. We're a church family. Pray over them. Hallelujah. 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 Soul freedom. Soul freedom. No more bondages. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No bondages. Hallelujah. No bondages. Father, you are the good shepherd. You are the good shepherd. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yes, the enemy comes to steal and to kill and destroy. But Jesus came that we might have life and have it in abundance. Hallelujah. So the enemy that came to destroy souls, that wrecked minds, will, and emotions, he's defeated. And Father, we step into abundant life today. We step in freedom today. Father, I thank you. There's soul freedom over our nation. There's healing in hearts over our nation. There's healing in will over our nation. There's healing of souls over our nation. I thank you that Crowley, Fort Worth, Burleson, Granbury, every surrounding community, I thank you that people are stepping in to freedom, spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you for it today. We praise you for it today. And we rejoice in the victory that we have in Jesus. Oh, we thank you for it today. Oh, you are a good, good father. You are a good shepherd. Hallelujah. And you bring us to a place where we lack nothing. You cause us to lie down beside green pastures and you restore our soul. Freedom in this place. Freedom over this place today. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. God is good. Give him a shout of praise in this place today. Hallelujah. Freedom. Hallelujah. We overcome. Hallelujah. Thank you for freedom. Freedom. Woo. Thank you for freedom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Look at someone and say this. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father, I thank you for your continued work in this life and in this heart. Restore. You said in the book of Joel that you would restore everything that was stolen. Thank you, Father. Restore, restore, restore. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God is faithful. Receive this word today. Amen. God is so good. So good.